temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, we are on the road tonight. We're right across the street from the University of Miami. We're at the, we are at the Hurricanes Team Store. The Team Store opened on November the 1st. It is open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. But if you're in the area tonight, we're going to be open until 8 o'clock. Harry is here. Saturday from 10 to 5, Sunday from 11 to 4. The Hurricane Team Store will also run the merchandise concession stand at uh, at University of Miami baseball games, and they've got a wonderful selection of University of Miami merchandise here inside the store. So either stop by tonight or tomorrow before the Miami-Florida State game, 7 o'clock tip-off tomorrow. And uh, here on campus of the Watsco Center, joining us now, Vice President and Director of Athletics, Dan Radikovich. Good to see you, Dan. Beautiful store, isn't it? It is, Joe. It's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the, the, anything a Hurricane fan would want from – you know, replica jerseys to T-shirts to warm-ups to everything is here. And, you know, Harry's done a great job pulling it all together, and it's it's a great location, and we just uh, encourage people to come and visit. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun to yeah. be walking around the store. Um, big week of basketball for both men and women, Florida State. And then uh, North Carolina State, one of the top teams in the ACC, they come knocking on the door on, on Thursday. So we, we're here in the middle of January, and it, it, we're full throttle in basketball now. No question. I mean, this is the, this is the time of year when you know, everything's focused really on, on basketball. And uh, we have two great games, as you said, this week here on, on campus. The students are back, so that's going to be even better. Uh, we have a great crowd tomorrow. Uh, anticipated not only from our regular fans but from the students having them come back so that always always generates a lot of excitement inside the Watsco Center. Yeah, college basketball I think the energy comes from the kids right? Oh no doubt you know I, I think that comes that, that that's just about every sport we have in college because you know it, it's great to have the students here because you know it's their it's their classmates who are actually playing we, we forget that sometimes mm-hmm. but it's the the students student athletes and and the people who they're in class with they in the dorms with and things like that so you know it's a it's a lot of fun to be able to see our student athletes and our students interact together i mean it's it it really it really says a lot about our university and and the type of people that we have here on on both sides of that that equation a little bit later on uh during the show jd Ardiaga is going to join us uh, new head baseball coach of course 
Uh, there's orange and green in this store. I don't know if anybody bleeds more orange and green than J.D. Sure. And before we know it, it'll be baseball season. Right. I mean, baseball, middle of February, as, as the calendar uh, <clears throat> tells us. But you know, we're excited about you know what J.D.'s going to bring, uh, taking over for uh, for Gino. And, and you know Gino had a great run while he was here. And I think J.D.'s going to be able to help move that forward as well. A um, lot of young players, from what I understand, you know, this year. So it'll be uh, it'll be a new baseball pro- new baseball program and how JD's going to put his stamp on it. So we're excited uh, to see that unfold. These are, I would, I guess, I, you could probably say this at any time, but uh, are these interesting times? For administrators or complicated times, <clears throat> well, they're they're interestingly complicated. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's a lot of different things going on in intercollegiate athletics. The NCAA convention just completed uh, out in Phoenix, and it's different. You know, it used to be that everybody would go to the convention because there was a lot of different ideas. You know, and and, and votes and things. It's kind of changed a little bit. It's really done through the councils right now, but uh, still, you know, President Baker is has put out a number of ideas into. The do, you know, for people to begin to talk about, you know, as it relates to NIL and maybe even a different subdivision as right. it relates to, um, you know, for football. And, and I think mostly football is where he's, he's, he's looked at that. Um, but a lot of conversation is, is moving forward there, which is really why he, he did what he did. He threw out his proposal and said, okay, folks, let's, let's talk about this and see if we can come to a conclusion of something that's really going to be good to take uh, intercollegiate athletics into the next into the next realm uh, because it's what we're what we're doing now is a little is a little difficult you know and, and I think we need to have some congressional help possibly uh, as as well as some, some internal changes as you know along those lines. His subdivision walk me through it a little bit because I thought maybe trying to he said you can opt into it I think is what he said so. Um, it, would it be for X amount of schools or X amount of schools would be playing for one championship and then there'd be a level below that? Or can everybody opt into it? Everybody can opt into it. I think what he's looking at, at least in his proposal, was saying that for half of your student athletes, so, um, you know, if you have 400 student athletes, you know, half of that would be 200. You would pay a into a trust $30,000 a year for those student athletes and educational benefits that would allow them to get that money upon graduation. So for a school with 400 student athletes, that would be about $6 million that you would have to put aside to be able to fund these, uh, this, uh, you know, this trust fund mm-hmm. uh, for when the student athletes are, are graduated. And you have to do that each and every year. So if you do that, now you're in a group uh, that you can help look and make some different rules and regulations. So it was really centered on higher resource institutions uh, that would be able to say, okay, we want to participate at this level. We want to be able to be with schools with like resources and compete for championships that way. Uh, at the University of Miami, you're kind of in the process of still raising money, right, for new football building, but you also have the collective group, right? Right. So you got to raise money there for NIL. So 
kind of where a lot of fundraising a lot of fundraising yeah oh for sure and you know our our alumni and our friends have been just incredible in in helping us in in both ways we we really need to um, move forward with our building Uh, hopefully we get our our answers that are questions that we have answered you know this first quarter of the year that's kind of our my goal is to say okay are we going to move forward with this or or not so um, I I think it, it looks really good right now and we just have to continue to work through the process both on campus and and uh, in, in the area, you know, the Coral Gables area, et cetera. And they've been fantastic. Coral Gables has been unbelievable as we've we've looked at the opportunities to build that building. So um, hopefully we, ha- we get that answer in the first quarter of the year. I, I feel like uh, there are a lot of positives for student-athletes for NIL, and I don't know this for sure. I'm just a, an observer, but I feel like the priority from student-athletes – is what's my NIL? And there are a lot of other great things that you can get in college athletics or just being in college, whether it is whether you're at a University of Miami with a brand new beautiful building or I think there I feel like there should be more questions being asked from that side and maybe they, they aren't. Well, I think that you, the, the news tells you the outliers. Yeah. Okay. And there's that you you hear about a, a lot of NIL opportunities for student athletes at, at maybe larger numbers that make your eyes pop out a little bit. But for the general student that we have here, student athlete that we have here, NIL is an opportunity. Um, there are some where NIL is is you know they they obviously all have to work for it, but because of their athletic prowess, they get some other opportunities that maybe the general um, student athlete doesn't get. So it, it's it's not any different than what we have in professional athletics, and that's what we have to guard against. We have to make sure that we don't cross that rubric into um, professional athletics, that we don't have uh, employees of, of the union, which has been talked to, or, um, employees of the university, mm-hmm. which has been talked about. I think that would kind of send the wrong message and move away from the academic environment that we all want. Uh, I think students, and you know, I, I look at the team that Coach Larinaga has, and I know JD and Katie will, will be here as well later later on you know academics are really important and our student athletes have done an incredible job academically the fall semester was was the best they've ever had from a gpa perspective our graduation success rate is still at an all-time high in the 90s um, for our athletic program so academics still for the student athletes are very important Uh, so we want to make sure that you know the the main thing remains the main thing and that's to get a degree. One more thing on NIL. Does everybody have their own thought on what NIL should be or could be? Like, if you were to ask me, I would say, oh, one day I think kids, maybe they won't go to school. Their NIL will be the jersey they wear. They're representing a school. <clears throat> Are there too many ideas on what NIL is or should be or can be? Well, I think we also have to understand that NIL really started on July 1st, 2021. Mm-hmm. That's not that long ago. So right. I think there's still a lot of um, a lot of things that need to be looked at. There needs to be a little bit more runway before we change rules and, and those kind of things. That's one of the things that, that the NCAA and we're the NCAA, all of our, our member institutions, sometimes we change rules before we really understand you know how it's going to shake out. Part of the issues that we're dealing with right now are, you know, we have the NIL opportunity that started uh, in July of 21, but then we had the court ruling that, you know, kind of created the transfer portal and you kind of 
folded that on top of it. So either one of those by themselves is not a bad rule. I mean, to be able to transfer and things like that, uh, to be able to capitalize on your NIL, not a bad thing. But when you put the two of them together, you know, that's where you get into some, some circumstances that make you scratch your head a little bit and say, wow, why did we put both of these things together at the same time? And it's really uh, caused a lot of opportunities for student athletes, which is great. Um, but it's, it's caused a lot of headaches for coaches, too, trying to keep a roster together. I think I'm having flashbacks. 35 years ago, I did a hurricane, did the hurricane hotline with Sam Jankovich, and it was all about Judge Bergiago, who was – changing uh, Judge Bergiago's decision was college football went from one game on television right to multiple games on to everybody being able to televise right in those days you only had uh, ABC was allowed one game in the two o'clock window and then they changed the rules so that everybody could be on television right and now we got a thousand games on during the weekend. That's a good thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a good thing. So, <laughs> Thanks, Judge. So uh, sooner or later, the SNIL thing will shake itself out. I think it will. It, it, it's a little bit different you know, from the standpoint that it's you know, individual rather than schools, and the, all the schools gave those rights to the conferences, and the conferences went out and negotiated with the television networks and created everything that you, you have today. But, uh, you know, no, those, those are things that, um, you know, those kind of sea changes inside intercollegiate athletics take a little while to to take hold um, and then we have the opportunity to make sure that we're we're doing them the right way and for the right reasons. One, one more uh, broad-based question. Tomorrow, Florida State is here and uh, they're in a little situation with the ACC, of course. Um, your position is we're kind of an interested uh, observer of what right. happens with that, right? Sure. I, I think that, you know, look, I have a lot of great friends at Florida State and, you know, I, I certainly understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, but for our perspective here at the University of Miami, we, we're very proud and happy to be a part of the ACC. Florida State's out looking to see what, what kind of legal ruling they can get. You know, how is this particular document, the grant of rights, how does it apply to them in, in this state? How does it apply in other states for other schools if, if, if those questions come up? So, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, let the courts decide a little bit, but it's going to, if it's in, if it's in the legal system, mm-hmm. it's going to take a while. Uh, nothing is going to be quickly adjudicated within the legal system, especially on matters like this. So they'll be in the ACC next year. Yes, and probably the year after. I would. I would. I, suspect, I wouldn't bet against that. I would suspect for not it. that I bet. Generally. I understand that. Okay. I understand that. I suspect. You know, I think we could just solve it all with the ACC and just go look. Give us new officials. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> look, uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to go there. No. no. Um, <laughs> I saw Mario Cristobal recruiting. He's landing a helicopter someplace recruiting, but this has been a pretty busy time for football. Oh, it and, sure has. Uh, between transfer portal and recruiting high schools, December was uh, – I don't know, a track meet, I guess, to the finish line in recruiting. Well, that's what we talked about that a little while ago. You know, you had the ability for student athletes to enter the portal in early December. You had the signing date at the middle part or end of December, December 19th or 20th. We've had that early signing date for a long while. And that's worked out great. I mean, there, you know, we've probably had that since 2016 or 17. And, you know, young high school people have gotten used to it. Coaches have gotten used to it. And that worked out great. But now you throw in the idea, okay, people are going to go into the portal. You know, are they going to play in the bowl games? Are they not going to play in the bowl games? What's your roster look like? And, oh, by the way, next year we're going to expand the playoff to 12 teams. And you have teams that are getting ready to sign 
you know people early as they had for a long while you have the uh, transfer portal where you have to monitor those things and oh by the way you've got to get ready for the college football playoff so all of those things coming together is just eesh. you know it's not it, there's there's too much going on there uh, and I think that that's one of the things where the coaches and, and administrators we all have to get together and look at that calendar and say all right we we, we want to be able to give our student athletes the opportunity to have movement but when does that movement occur okay and and how could we make it make it better so those are conversations that are going on right now as well you're going to open the football season with the florida gators then they come here next year i believe but you're going to go up there play florida start the season florida state comes here virginia tech comes here we'll go to california uh, this season to play at yes. Cal, but season tickets are uh, are on sale now, right? You're getting absolutely so. season tickets are on sale, and we've had great renewal, great excitement. Um, you know, for next year's schedule and next year's team as it's coming forward. Um, you know, it, it's going to be an exciting team. I could tell you that Mario is, and his staff have done a great job of pulling together really good talent. They're another year older and wiser with and working together with one another, and really excited about the opportunities that ahead i think they announced the football schedule in a couple of weeks right acc normally at the end of uh, january. january so uh they might be able to get it done uh, a week or so earlier so we're actually we actually have an acc call tomorrow uh maybe we'll get some further information on when the release date is were you uh you were kind of a part of were you not a part of a incorporating SMU and Cal and Stanford into the schedule model. Right. Well, there was a there was a group of athletic directors. I was on that committee to be able to do that. But i got to be honest with you, Michael Strickland, who's our director of football operations, he did the heavy lifting and kind of pulled all that together and gave us various models to look at. Um, and the, the ADs that were on that committee, you know, we, we chatted about all of them. We kind of created uh, one or two models for the entire AD group to look at, and we selected one and off we go. Speaking of heavy lifting, next year football goes to a playoff of 12. Right. Right? So that starts uh, – the first round is going to be, I think, second week of December, somewhere in there. December right? 19th and 20th, I believe, if that's the – remember, it's a leap year. Yes. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know that part. But what I do realize is that's a, a lot of logistics moving people around for three big games or yes. four big games. As an athletic director, you look at that, at, you know, I'm looking at the Rose Bowl this year with um, uh, Alabama and uh, um, Michigan, Michigan. Right? And yeah. I'm thinking, man, alive, that's a lot of moving in a short period of time. Sure. You play that game in your head about how you would – if that's the University of Miami, how you're moving all those people and making it efficient. And if, you've been through it with Clemson. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about the other day, I've been a part of 10 CFP games. So one-third of the CFP games that were played, I was a part of you know, during, the, during my time. And there was a lot of movement. There was a lot of logistics. And what you have to have, and we have here, is you have to have a great staff that understands how to get that all done and the operations people because um, it is you know moving not only your football team but your band and all of the other people that are associated with it to the location have them there for a couple of days pick them up send them back home you win you're going to go to another spot and that was it usually well now you're going to if you're one of those first games you're going to play somewhere and depending upon where you're seated it could be at home it could be on the road but if you're on the road you're going to go there then you go to a quarterfinal you're going to semifinal you're going to go to the championship game that's a lot of movement so it'll be you know a lot of new and interesting um 
information is going to have to come from the CFP people to be able to help people move along. Um, but a lot of logistics um, associated with that. And there's there's going to be a couple of seminars that the CFP is going to do mm-hmm. along the way to help schools understand, okay, if you're in this position, these are some things you have to be able, you should have ready to go and, and be able to go quickly. Uh, because the first round are, are on campus or right. uh, if the University of Miami is in the first round, Hard Rock Stadium has to be available on one of those nights. They said that said that maybe it's not all going to be Saturday, right? It could be. It could be a Friday. It could be a Friday, maybe a, I don't know Thursday, whatever. But um, yeah, it's going to be a wild time, and uh, it will be in, the bowls. The bigger bowls will be incorporated into the quarters and the semis. Correct. So the New Year's six bowls. So you have four quarterfinals, two semifinals. So there's your six New Year's six bowls. They'll be uh, incorporated, and they'll get one of those, either a quarterfinal or a semifinal every year. All right. Well, I think I solved the world's college football and basketball problems. With you Let here. me just tell you, it's not a problem, okay? You're so right. if you're in the college football playoff, yeah. it's never a problem. It, it's no, but, a wonderful thing. Yes. I don't know that uh, – Everybody realizes, though, what a mammoth undertaking it is and the demands. And even like when we went to the Final Four last year, uh, the amount of media coverage on a team. Right. I mean, you, you're happy when you get to the game, the game time. No question. And I think that's that the easiest part. That'll be the interesting part of how this all works out because the semifinal and the, and the final, obviously, you had that. You knew who the four teams were, and they had a whole month of being you know, inundated with media requests. Now it's going to be, okay, well, this team just qualified. They're four days away. Now they're going to play, and it's going to be interesting to see how the media covers it. It's also um, eight less teams for the bowls, right? Because eight teams are playing the first round of the playoffs. Right. Those teams that lose aren't going to go to a bowl game after that. No, no, it'll be four That's less it. teams yeah. that'll, that'll, that'll be out. That'll yeah. Be out. Yeah. All right. Well, Florida State's here tomorrow night. Should be a great night. Everybody should come on out to the Watsco Center. It's going to be a great event, and we're really excited. Um, we have a, a little bit of a orange and green on the sides of the of the stadium. You know, we're going to try to create a little bit of a promotion there, a little bit more atmosphere. But as I said earlier, having our students and fans there, that's going to be all the atmosphere we need. All right. Well, if you need more orange and green. Come by the store tomorrow. That's right. Get decked out in orange and green. And they'll have all the directions. So you show them your ticket, and they'll tell you which color to wear where you're sitting. All right. That sounds cool. All right, great. Always good to see you. Thank you very much. Good seeing you, Joe. All right. Dan Radakovich with us. We'll continue on the show right after this. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.